It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello and welcome back to the Gallagher Shot YouTube channel where we are here to preview a game that probably just a couple of weeks ago a lot of Newcastle fans would have looked at with some trepidation but I think after some of our recent exploits we'll be looking to relish a return to St. James's Park. With me today are one familiar face and one new face so we have Daryl with us today as always. Hi Daryl. Hi Joe. Hi Nico. Hi. And joining us. On his debut is Nickel. How are you doing, mate? Great I'm really good, you. thank you. Yeah, very excited and happy to be here. Can't wait to talk about this. Smashing. Right, as ever, before we get into it, here's a word from our sponsor. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Spot on. Right, so before we even talk about the opposition, I've got one simple question for you, Daryl. Mm-hmm. Are we back? Are we well, back based, on the evidence, based on the evidence of uh, Tuesday night, definitely. Um, it was very much uh, Newcastle United of old, the one that we're all familiar with away from home. Um you know, we had the great result down at Fulham despite not playing very well. And then we had the fantastic performance on Tuesday night and a result to match it as well against a team that's very much fancied for a top four finish this season. Um, you know, we were absolutely outstanding. And credit to the handsome man himself, Fabian Schaefer, for bagging two goals. We should have got a hat-trick as well, by the way, Fabian, come on. Um, and obviously the third goal as well with the own goal, thanks to brilliant work from Miguel Amaron and also Jacob Murphy, who it's, I have to admit, it's really nice to see Jacob back in the team. Um, I think we've missed his antics, we've missed his smile, we've missed just the general things that he brings to the team in spirit. Um, and, you know, it was such a fantastic result down there on Tuesday. It really should be filling the lads full of confidence and getting a bit of momentum behind us now. Um, but then again, that's not to say that it, it's going to be that much of an easy game on Saturday because 
Luton themselves are coming on the back of a very good result midweek. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that brings me on to talking about, I mean, Luton itself. I mean, Luton, the whipping boys of the Premier League, apparently, causing quite a storm, aren't they? They're producing results, not just results, but performances that I think are probably like systemic of a team that is maturing with uh, with time in the Premier League as they're adapting to the, these different oppositions. Uh, when we played them in the reverse fixture, it was during a pretty tough time for us. And we're not making excuses because Luton were great. But, Nickel, given that we've had a bit of a break, given that we've put in some recent performances that are more akin to what we've seen last season, are we expecting similar to what we had with the reverse fixture? Or do you think it's going to be a completely different game entirely? Well, I think um, given that we're at home, we have to sort of expect... Um, and I know that's that's weird for Newcastle fans, but we should probably expect to win this game, given where both teams are in the table um, and the players and the quality that we have. I mean, we've seen it on Wednesday what they're capable of. Sorry, Tuesday what they're capable of. Um, and we know anyway what they're capable of from last season um, and earlier in this season. And I think we're a, a bit of a different animal at home, to be honest, and to what we are away. And as you said, um, the away game was in a very difficult and tiring time to be a Newcastle player I would imagine um, playing every three or four days so I think it'll be a completely different and yes um, would expect to pick up all three points on um, on Saturday Yeah, absolutely um, Right, so it seems that this weird carousel is happening between Isak and Wilson whenever one is just coming back from injury the other one seems to pick up a knock a strain something. I mean, Daryl, this is looking pretty unfortunate, isn't it? I mean, what I will say, though, is that it looks like Wilson might be available for the weekend, but it's unlikely that he's going to be able to play full 90 minutes. He might, but there's a chance that he'll have to come off. And we've seen Gordon recently go into that false nine position, whatever you want to call it. It's not a position that's... uh, that's unfamiliar to Gordon. Obviously, he's um, he's played there a little bit for England. He is, when he was younger, when he's in uh, the Youth Academy for Everton, I believe, one of his coaches had said that he was looking to develop into that more central role, given the spaces that he tries to exploit. Um, do you think that we're going to see more of that at the weekend? Do you think that's something that Eddie Howe is looking like we might have to force ourselves into, given the injury yeah. situation? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, just to go back to what we're talking about, the carousel there, you know, it is really unfortunate. But again, on the plus side, we know that Alexander Isaac went off with an injury, but we don't know the severity. And obviously, we're recording the day before Eddie Howe's press conference. Um, so we don't know what he's got to say exactly about what's going on. So we have to assume at the moment that there may be a chance that Isaac is all right for the game. Um, maybe that's a case of putting him on the bench and starting Wilson. And then making that change later on if we need to. Um, but again, in the worst case scenario, where he isn't there. I think, you know, Eddie said that Wilson was very close for Tuesday, but I think he was saving him more for this game on Saturday to use mm-hmm. him there. Um, and I, it's probably the best place to reintroduce him back into the team as well. Um, you know, he's, he's going to have a bit better service to him now that he's got Murphy, Gordon, and Almer on all fighting for positions in the team and also the returning Harvey Barnes, who we should also expect to 
return to the squad for this game, all fingers crossed and touch wood and everything else that goes with that. Um, so it is going to be interesting because we're going to start to see some players return from injury and it is in some cases going to provide us with a little bit more, op- a few more options and a little bit more flexibility. Um, and like you say, we saw Gordon switch into the middle after Isaac went off on Tuesday night. I think he's also done that a couple of times already this season, earlier in the season. I'm pretty sure I remember this happening and Gordon was playing down the middle for spells. Um, we've seen it before with Isaac, where they swap over. They did it a little bit in the game before Isaac was injured. Um, so it is interesting. I think it's a strength that Gordon has is that he can be a little bit flexible across that front three. And again, it's it's akin to a, a change in the side of play as well because we can be set up more for the counter if we've got three pacey players across the front line. Um, and we know Wilson and Isaac have pace, but Gordon has that natural ability to just run and you keep going at a rate of knots. Um, so, excuse me, it'll be good to see how this plays out, for sure. Yeah. Um, now, I was looking at Luton's recent performance against uh, Brighton, mm. which was, Jesus, I mean, 4-0 against Brighton. Brighton, obviously, have, have been quite a, uh, I say inconsistent side, but when they're on it, they're on it. And, they're, you know, they have a very, very good squad. To to win four nil in the manner that they did is is insane. And I was looking at how they did it, and a lot of it came from that narrow pressing in the midfield. They had the likes of Barkley who would win the ball back and then get um, Adebayo and, and Clark into play. And obviously, Adebayo got his hat trick from that. So, like Nickel, do you think this is a game where we're probably going to need to see the likes of Bruno? And Longstaff be really quick in their decision making and releasing the ball maybe sooner than what they have done because Bruno has had some criticism at times where he can maybe hold on to the ball a little bit too much. Um, mm. Do you think that he's not going to be afforded that chance in this game? Yeah, obviously, with you saying with them doing the the narrow and high pressing um, in midfield, obviously, midfield's been a bit of an issue for us um, anywhere as it is this season, but obviously, that's due to injuries and etc. Um, I think we do need Bruno to sort of um, get his foot on the ball and move it just as quick as he can and get it out to the wings mm. um, and, and get the full-backs um, overlapping. Um, I'm assuming it will be Trippier and Burn again on the at full-back, um, but just get it out to the to the wings as quick, quick as possible. And um, almost, I think the, obviously they're going to probably come back and, and sit back a bit, um, which is when we tend to struggle. So we also also kind of need to draw them out a little bit to be able to then mm. press and push forward as quick as we can. Because when we do break a press, we've obviously got the pace up front, um, especially if Gordon plays through the middle, to knock one over the top for him as well, um, if mm. they're pressing forward a bit. But I think their general game plan is probably going to be to come contain, frustrate the crowd and, and the players, and then try and maybe nick one on the break. That's what I would imagine the game's going to go. But as the Premier League goes, you never know. <laughs> They might come and go for it, so which might work if they do. If they do come and go for it, I think that would probably work in our hand, in our favour, really. Yeah, well, we saw that with Villa, didn't we? That Villa obviously played that high line, and then, as you say, knocking balls over to Gordon was just paying dividends. Like we were exploiting so much space, and I mean, Daryl, they typically Mm. play with like a back three, if I'm not mistaken. Really, Mm. it's like a three-four, almost two-one formation if you want to call it that. Um, so, yeah, I just think that that's, it's going to be a perfect game for like Trippier to, uh, and Bruno to make those kind of triangles with Mickey or Murphy and try and get in behind. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's as much as we need to be attacking that formation, if that is the formation that they choose to play on Saturday, 
it also is going to cause us a problem in midfield, and we've just highlighted it there. And it's it's going to be a case of we've got to make sure that we don't get overrun in midfield. If they're going to play a lot of players in midfield to then try and create a high press in that part of the pitch, it's really going to put the pressure on our three-man midfield. You could end up in a situation where you've got one or two-man advantage in that part of the pitch. Um, and, you know, whether that requires one of the centre-halves pulling out or pushing out even into midfield to help, or if it means that the wingers have to do a little bit of extra graft and come inside and squeeze that space to put the pressure on that midfield of Luton, then we're going to have to be really in for a, a tough time. Not necessarily in a negative way, just a tough time in, in terms of having to put some hard graft in to make sure that we can capitalise on anything that Luton try to do. Um, you know, Our high-pressing game is well-known now and we are capable of putting that effort in like we did on Tuesday. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we manage that. And again, like you say, if they are playing three at the back, then that gives us the numerical advantage in a way in attack because it will literally be 3v3 and our boys are fast up front regardless of which combination of the three players really so it'll be in, like, mm. it's going to it's mm. going to be a problem for Luton if they can't handle it yeah you'd back our three against the, you'd back our three forwards wouldn't you to yeah. uh, to, to create enough um, and to finish them off Aye. I mean speaking of which though we're sort of see something a lot of fans have been crying out for for a while and that's Miguel Almiron on the left-hand side. And obviously against Villa, his pass on the left-hand side caused the goal of the own goal. But, you know, the Murphy chance, which led to the own goal. Um, I mean, what, what do, Nicole, what did you think of that? Did you, I mean, it was nice seeing him be able to obviously do that, like instead of cutting inside all the time, which was worked early on last season, but then he was kind of found out. And mm. now we're, yeah. you know, we're seeing that opportunity where he's able to just like strike them in on his left foot. I mean, do you think that's something that we'll probably see a lot more of. Now that Murphy's back as well, it's a case of yeah. almost needs must. Yeah, I was going to say with Murphy returning, it kind of makes sense to to that if we need Gordon to play in the middle to push Miggy out to that left. He is left-footed after all. Um, so he might not be cutting in like he, he was last season. But if he can just, if he does what he does did on Tuesday night and just whips it in without thinking about it, it's probably going to be more effective. Um, especially if we... Um, we do get a poacher like Wilson coming back into the side because that's the type of ball that he'll sort of thrive on. Um, mm. Or even Isaac, if he can make it. Um, I, I, I don't know I don't know what um, Eddie's going to say tomorrow, but I wasn't expecting either of them mm. to feature on uh, <laughs> on, Saturday, on Saturday. But you, you never know, do you, with Eddie? He always keeps his um, his powder dry on that. So it, You know what it is? Um, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of um, emphasis is put on inverted wingers. And inverted wingers is a very popular thing to do at the moment and have a, a right-footed player on the left and a left-footed player on the right. And to be honest, with the way we play at the moment, I think it's time that we went back to the original and had the right-footed player on the right and the left-footed player on the left because we can have players break into that box and we have the strikers to do it. We have some of the midfielders can get in there and also pose themselves a bit of a threat. It's about time we did that and made the goalkeepers work as well. You know, we're going to have goalkeepers second-guessing whether or not they should come and collect across this mm. out like sort of like when it, when it's bent in and it's sort of swinging outwards because there's that much curl on it, um, mm. rather than an in swinger, and I think it's going to cause problems. And I think I would like to see more of it. I would like to see Miguel Amaron on the left. I think it could be a lot more yeah. profitable on that side. Um, Murphy's pretty much cemented on there at the minute after his return from injury, um, and obviously Gordon is notch as well. I think Gordon is more the original, even though I've just said that I'd like to see different Gordon's better at being a traditional 
inverted winger where he can come in off that left with his right foot and mm-hmm. pepper the goal with shots and whatnot. But if we have to rely on Gordon through the middle, then we just go conventional. Absolutely. Yeah, and and what you're saying about exploiting space, we saw uh, Miley make this in this inverted run what like four or five times in the first half to mm-hmm. um, to help Gordon out, which allowed Byrne to stay as part of that back three. So we might try and repeat that again, where if Mickey's out on the left hand side, that almost inversion or the you know it, it will come from Miley to provide those options either side of the fullback. So they're going to have to not be able to commit either way. And that opens up more space. And it reminds me of uh, that recent interview that Gordon had with uh, Rio Ferdinand, mm-hmm. where he was talking about his timings into the box and the way that he tries to exploit space and commit fullbacks. And I think if he's in the centre, what you're hoping, well, what you might see is if, you know, you've got Miggy and, and Murphy stretching the wings by playing a little bit more on the byline instead of coming in, that maybe just provides that extra few yards of space for for Gordon to, to get in the box. But yeah, he's definitely going to need to have a bit more support from the midfield as well, because obviously he's not an out-and-out centre-forward. He's going to need the likes of um, Longstaff and maybe Bruno to extent, although he might hold back to to try and, you know, offer a second option if need be. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Right, Daryl. Yes, you got you've got some stats for us, don't you? Because we all <laughs> love a stat on this show. We do. I know you've been dying. I've been dying to talk about them. So, well, go on, talk to us. As you, as you know, I like to sort of put a bit of emphasis on previous games against Luton. Uh, well, previous games against the opposition. In this case, Luton. Uh, it's in, so in this case it'll be at St James's Park now. We haven't really played Luton a lot in the last... <laughs> it stretches back 40 years, would you believe? Um, there's only been 10 meetings in the last 40 years at St James's Park. Um, and in those 10 meetings, three of them were in the FA Cup. And there was one which was classed as the class as the Nationwide Championship, which was the first season of the Premier League in 92-93, which was our promotion season, of course. And then the rest of them would have appeared in Division 1 and Division 2 during the, late, uh, during the mid to late 80s. So the good news I can tell everybody is in those last 10 meetings, Luton have not won. So Luton haven't won a game at St James's Park in at least 40 years. Or 43 Dr. years. Dr Newcastle will see you now. Hey, no, oh, no, no. He's finished. He's gone back in his box. After the last two games, he's away back in his box. He's not coming back out. Um, so... There are positive signs there. There's been a lot of wins. There's been some high-scoring games as well. Um, but in general, Luton do not win here. So, based on that, I think, you know, we, we get criticised quite a bit on here for being negative. We're not negative today. These are positive stats, and that's how we like them. So, looking forward to that. I think Saturday oh, could be a pretty stats. interesting game. You can't, you, honestly, you can't argue with the stats. <laughs> Did, did we play them in the champ in the champion? Did we play them in the championship season? Not in the championship season. We'd have played them in the the last time we played them here would have been in the FA Cup in 2017 18. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mark's favourite player, I owe you Perez. So there you go. I miss him. I know Mark loves him really. <laughs> <laughs> we we could do with him now, to be honest. Uh, well we could do with him now. Imagine him. Honestly, him. yeah. It'd be pretty, pretty decent. That we'll second see. half of the season. Yeah. That second well, half what... of the season when he used to wake, when he used to wake up and play. <laughs> him and Rondon in that uh, was it the eighteen nineteen season. And or and um, Almiron, him, like... him Almiron and Rondon, yeah. yeah. Oh, that that front three man propelled us. 
to mm-hmm. whatever it was, an eleven place finish or what a, <laughs> what a time what a time to be alive, eh? Absolutely. Um right. There's one player that I wanted to talk about from a Luton perspective, and that's Adebayo, who has been mm. honestly pretty phenomenal for them, especially since this resurgence that they've had. Obviously, he got a hat trick um the other day against Brighton, but he's been really consistent and popping up. And he's been scoring different kinds of goals as well. You know, he's got headers, he's got like tap-ins, he's scoring some really good um, good goals. And combined with that as well, I've noticed that Luton's set pieces have been pretty dangerous. Um, obviously, you've got the likes of Townsend, Barkley, who we all know from, Pat, from previous, have got a great dead ball in them. So is this just a game where you're just going to have to get the likes of Dan Byrne, Botman, shared, like just to stick on the big lads and out-muscle them. I mean, Nicole, like, do you think that's just going to be the case if we're just out-muscle them in the box? Yeah, definitely. That's what, we need. It's going to, what we're going to have to do. But uh, as well as, as that, no silly free kicks in and around the box. Um, yeah. Don't get... So they might try and draw us into some sort of um, sort of battle, try not to try and rise above that. Um, no silly free kicks around the box because um, if it is a tight game, it could be a, a set piece that decides it. Um, and obviously, that's not what we want from a, a Luton perspective. Mm. A, a Luton perspective. Yeah, and don't forget that uh, what's he called? Bruno. He's about two. Yeah. He's uh, one yellow card away one, from a two-game ban. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Keep your head, when, Bruno. Please. That, that resets. <laughs> does that reset before the end of the season, like April time or something? Like um, six weeks. I don't think. I don't think it does. You know, I'm not uh, quite sure. It, it feels like a matter of time before he gets that. That's uh, you saw it. You, tell you what, though, you could tell you could tell on Tuesday he was desperate not to right. get a yellow card because there was a couple of times where he sort of went in, and then you think, oh, and then a couple mm. of other times where he was he was desperate. He really wanted to put a tackle in, but he really <laughs> held his nerve right. and really kept I his mean, mind to not do it. Yeah, I mean, Daryl, do you think in the absence of Joe Linton, we're going to need to see Miley step up and just be a bit more of a shit house and draw some of those fouls? I mean, he's got one yellow card against Liverpool, which mm. wasn't even a foul in most people's opinion but he got it anyway I mean is that going to be something that's going to have to develop into his game that he's just going to have to be a little bit more brutal and know where to commit those tactical fouls not saying he should do it on the, on the edge of the box as we've obviously just spoken about but yeah. you know whilst Bruno's kind of treading this tightrope like just be a bit more well physical. I think until I mean, he's a kid, like, so. yeah I mean until we get a couple of more bodies back to provide a little bit more depth in the midfield and we're looking at yeah. the likes of your Willocks and your even your Harvey Barneses. I think it's not just on, it's not just on Lewis Miley as well. It's on Sean. Sean needs to come in there, and you know the, the pair of them need to come to an agreement and, and take a couple of more fouls for the team to help Bruno out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think if if it's going to be a case where Bruno does end up getting a yellow card, it needs to be at a point where the bodies are there to help both in the field, and also there needs to be for games that we aren't. You know, because we tend not to win without Bruno, so we need to be for games where we think mm. we can get away with not yeah. playing Bruno. Um, yeah. So, watch him just get booked on Saturday, and he'll be missing games <laughs> too. You know, he's he's got that bit. He's he's got that bit of bite in him, though. But that's what we. That's what makes him him yeah, and Joel. That's what yeah. makes them the players that they are, really. Because yeah. if you took if you if you take that out of him, then he's still good on the ball, but he's not as good sort of off mm-hmm. the ball, and um, and we need that really. Um, especially yeah. to get a especially to get a hold in midfield and then to push on from there. So uh, we'll end up playing out of sugar rush from all that kind of chocolate he's having. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, that's a that's a deal of the century, isn't it? Two mm. two boxes of kinder for a for a shit. I know what I'm taking that. to the next away end. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Now, before we come on to the best bit of the show, which is the predictions, quick note just to make sure if you like this video, like, subscribe, and even become a member of the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel where you can get access to the Telegram group where we have loads of great crack. Loads of members are in there. It's fantastic. You get early access to videos and members exclusives. So little as $2.99 a month. Don't forget to check that out. But now, the fun bit. Right, Nickel, since it's your debut, mate, I'm going to come to you Wait, first. Ooh, and wee. I'm going to ask you, what do you think is going to happen on the weekend? Debut and all that? I've got to be Specifically on that. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of come on and be negative. Um, <laughs> as I said at the time, I'm expecting a win. So I'm obviously going to have to, I'm going to predict a win. Um, and I'm going to go big, 3-1. Ooh, good lad. I don't, I, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see us keeping a clean sheet, unfortunately, mm. um, because of what we spoke about in midfield, um, and they're decent at set pieces as we spoke about, and they're in a bit of good form. Um, so expect them to get a goal, but I do think with the with the crowd behind us, um, it's been a while since a home game. It feels like it's been a long time. Um, mm. So ho- hopefully that will give the crowd um, an edit and a bit of bit of push. Um, and yes, I'm expecting goals. I think Gordon will get on the score sheet, and we'll say Bruno, and then Ooh. one off the bench if he's playing for Harvey Barnes. Oh, I like it. Oh, I love that. I love that on his return. Yeah, mm. very nice. Right, yeah. Daryl, stats yeah. don't lie, mate. What are you gonna say? <laughs> He's gonna turn around and say one now. Well, funny oh, enough, nah. actually, before he said it, I had three one in my head, so I'm sticking with three one. Um, go. Goal scorers, here we go. Anthony Gordon for fantasy league and just for general niceness. Um, yeah. I really think Kieran's got a free kick in him still, so I think I, I fancy a Kieran trip your free kick this time. He hit, I think he hit the bar down at uh, Kenwood Road, if I remember right. Here. He came close. So I fancy one. And yeah, as much as I would love Bruno to score, I'm still gonna, no. I'm still gonna stick with one of the forward lads. So I'm gonna say Almiron. Finally, another yeah. one for Almiron. Let's have that. I think, I think to be fair, it would be great for Almiron to get a goal on Saturday. Yeah, because of Absolutely. what, because of all the talk that's been about him. Some of it has been unfair. I do think. Yeah, and a bit far. So he's obviously got his assist on Tuesday. If you can get a goal on um, Saturday, that keeps the haters quiet for for a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You can, you can do an Iose Perez style celebration at the Gallagher. <laughs> oh, is it that one? Is it that one? That yeah, one? yeah. Yeah, you can do it's one of these. That one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Honestly. I waited, Joe. I, well, you know what? I was thinking something similar. I had either 2 0 or 3 1 in my head. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a quite, a, I don't want to say convincing victory in that we're basically they're going to roll over because they have shown to be absolutely phenomenal but I just think that what we had predicted about us having that break and being able to get back to our old selves to be able to press to be able to keep that energy level up for, for 90 minutes I just think that now that we're playing once a week it's going to be back and you see you saw it against Villa I think that psychologically can't be understated how important that is to the rest of our season and we are an absolute monster at home. So I actually think we're going to keep a clean sheet. Uh, 
I think I just, I, you know, I, I trust the lads to, to get it done. Professional performance. Again, I reckon Gordon's uh, going to get on the score sheet, especially if he's going to be playing in that more central position. And I'm going to see... Ooh. Let's go Botman on ooh. a set piece. Let's yes. go Botman on a set piece. Let's do it. Right. Yeah. So, well, I mean... Pretty positive, which uh, makes a change yep. from all the negative behaviour that's been going on recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what two no, weeks but, um, I know. No, I know. It's funny. funny. It's a week, week is a long time in football, isn't it? Mm. But yeah. anyway, right. So the last thing I've got to say is thank you to Daryl and Nickel for joining me. And thank you very much for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this. And we'll see you in the next video. Cheers. Bye. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.